We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Veterans Minimum. In the host position today, don't worry, guys. I think I'll steer the ship in the right direction. Back-to-back episodes, Nick. Going on a three-peat, dog. No. Oh, shit. I think this, is one, this is one of three where your boy is in the host position. <laughs> I've been hearing a ton of ah, uh, yes, lately to yeah. take off our show Very instead true. of uh, Joey. What's Joey's? We're back. We're back. Yeah. Oh, we're back. Yo you, ah. got, yo, you guys could be honest, right? Like, which one is better, son? Because, like, I'm getting mad love on the ah, yes. Yeah. Well, by the way, Ippy here filling in. Tim here, boss here. We got Alan here too. Alan building. in the background, sporting his England jersey after that. Uh, what up? That two-one win today. You know, but yo, the IS is in fire, son. I, so, the beginning of your intro of your YouTube channel, the Lamb Show, cheap plug for you. Let's go, dog. I didn't uh, pay him for it too. It's really good. Ah, yeah. <laughs> did you like change? Did you like change it? I gotta be honest. Joe put that whole shit together. Whatever he did. Yeah. He like changed some auto tune. It right? sounded like he did something. It was it. awesome. Yeah. I, I think it's fire, but I'm just gonna tell you no, just cause fuck you, you know. All right, fair enough. Yeah. Nice, but but I think at the <laughs> part where it's ah, it's fire. Now I'm nice with the editing, so I could just always have that. <laughs> <in there. laughs> Yo, right. I better hope Nick's not editing this episode, cause that's definitely happening if it's the case. One of my favorite nights of the year is upcoming. Oh yeah, NBA draft. Oh yeah, NBA's all over the NBA draft. Once again, our beloved Knicks in yes. the lottery, baby. Yes, holding down that nine slot as always. It seems like, but uh, this is uh this is the. NBA mock draft episode. A lot of you guys, we got some feedback. Some people were wanting it. Yep. So we're going to give it to you. Deep draft this year. Deep so draft, it's going to be yeah. fun. <laughs> That's this what they're saying. So what we're going to do is we're going to give you our mock lottery picks. You right? could say our mockery. Our mockery. <laughs> uh, we're going to pick 1 through 14, and then we got some questions we're going to th- throw to our expert, our college basketball aficionado. But, uh, which it. is boss. The I want to just man. read out. Honest, the, hold on. I just want to say, uh, what are we... 
two minutes in, and I'm surprised MP hasn't been shitting on me about Donovan Mitchell last year. Oh, yeah, yeah. That one wrong I, was, I was high on Donovan Mitchell. I feel like MP, <laughs> though, was like there's always someone in your friend's group that gives a mad crazy take. And if it gets validated, he's never going to let it go. Yeah, and that, that's MP with Donovan Mitchell, yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go in this order. Nick, the Lamb, has the Suns. Mm. Boss has the Kings. I have the Hawks. Tim has the... Who's fourth? Grizz- Grizzlies. Grizzlies, yeah. I apologize. Uh, Nick is the fifth pick. The Mavericks. Yep. Uh, sixth pick, the Magic is Boss. Uh, I'm the seventh pick with the Bulls. Uh, eighth is Cleveland. That's Tim. Nine is our beloved Knicks. That's uh, Lamb here. 76ers, Boss at 10. Hornets, me. Clippers, 12. Clippers, 13. Tim and Nick. And then lastly, Boss rounds out the lottery with the Nuggets. Yo, Nick, no pressure, bro. You got the number one pick and you got the Knicks. So it's basically one and two for you. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I definitely hope that the nine pick works out more than the one pick. <laughs> Last year's draft was probably one of the best in a really long time, right? I would he, say so. It turned out that way, too. Yeah. I just want to ask you guys a, a, just a general question before we get going. Because I think that situation, organization, and culture has everything to do with your success. Mm-hmm. Do you? How do you guys feel about the argument... Yo, the Knicks passed up on Donovan Mitchell. The Pistons passed up on Donovan Mitchell. Uh, Rudy Gobert went 27th, went to Utah. He was expected to be higher. How do you pass up on Giannis? Do you think that's fair to the teams that passes up on them? Because I think if you're a guy like... um, You mean is it fair to the player? Both, or to the organization too. Like, Was Donovan Mitchell going to be what he turned out if he was on the Knicks? Like, Utah is a structured organization. They always draft well. They develop well. They gave him the keys. He ran with it. So, I I feel I'm always on the fence with that. I think, of course, of course, organization is a factor. Um, The way I look at it now, being a teacher, is you could walk, you could work anywhere in the Department of Education, and it's all the same rules, and you all play by the same, it's all the same thing, except schools are completely 100% different of how they run from the head down. Same thing with sports organizations. So when you have a young player that needs to develop, if you have him in the wrong situation, he's not going to develop. You saw this uh, in, for example, Jamarcus Russell in Oakland. Right, they just put him out there and they said sling the ball around. They didn't really give him any. Uh, sure, dog. I'll be honest with you, that pick was trash but, from the get go. But if they put Jamarcus Russell in New England, he That's- had a chance. Yeah, fair enough. Right. But he's still, he was still was a bad pick across the board. Good night. I could use a better example. What, but what, what I hear I what really, you're saying. What I'm saying the is... The idea behind it, Of yeah. course, but there are some players that are just undeniable. And Steph Curry is one of those guys who you, you can't take Ricky Rubio over him. He's undeniable. Bro, you know, Johnny Flynn Are you sure, though? Him. Because I have, I have an idea. Not an idea, but I've had a thought where it's like, yo, the Knicks passed up on Steph Curry, right? No, no. He went no, before. He went right before. Right, but, before. But let's say he went to the Knicks, right? How do you know that the Knicks were going to have the same kind of medical staff that Golden State has, which was a lot of people from the Suns. Remember the Suns with mm-hmm. Steve Kerr, though Steve Kerr got there way before, got there after Curry was there with Golden State. But they adopted that Phoenix Sun medical staff, which was the ones that passed up on giving Amari Stoudemire that big contract. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that rejuvenated Steve Nash's career and extended it, I should say, yep. more so. And they're, they're one of the best medical staffs in all of sports. Phoenix. So what goes to say that Steph Curry's ankles wouldn't have been shot by now, and it would have been a dude that's out the league not doing anything? I mean, it, it, you got you got a good point. There's there's always maybe, but I I do think that I I think player talent determines success more than the situation in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily necessarily believe that in the NFL, 
But there is something, of course, to be said by the organization that drafts you. Yeah. How do you feel about that one, boss? Nah, yeah, I agree. I mean, everything's about fit. Like, I mean, you talk about dysfunctional organization. Doncic is, you know, Aiden's projected to go one in a lot of mocks. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, obviously, Doncic is seeing this. And he's like, oh, I don't know if I want to come over. Because it seems like no one wants to play for the Kings these days. Why would you, bro? I know. Nah, like, but that's what, that just goes yeah. back to, like, organization. Like, how yeah, they yeah. run top to bottom. And they have a nice new arena and everything. They probably have, you know, beautiful amenities in that arena. But... Just the way they've been run lately, it's been kind of a shit show. Although they do have some nice pieces in the backcourt. Like they have Buddy Heald and De'Aaron Fox now running the show. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. I think I have their – no, do I have their pick? I do have their pick. Yeah, you got the, yeah, you got so the two picks. You know picks. what I'm saying? I'm you guys steer them in the right direction? Bit. Yeah, old boss you know is picking for them now. It's, it's better. You know, it's clean it's them better, up a little yeah. bit. If they pick, you know, <laughs> just give me a front office gig over there and make things a lot better. Last year, guys, if your team – I know I said this last year, but I just want to keep reiterating because – a lot of people get discouraged because your team isn't in the lottery. Last year, of the 15 guys that made the All-NBA team, eight of them were not in the lottery. Wow. So this year, I believe six of them were not in the lottery. So don't get discouraged if your guys aren't, your team isn't in the lottery. I mean, take a look at the Golden State Warriors. Draymond Green, second-round pick. Clay Thompson was, I think, Bro, what? Just look at Jordan Bell was a yeah. draft pick this year. I think it was the f- end of the first round. Uh, yeah, I think well, so too. They, they traded. F- they bought his. They bought rights. his rights from the Bulls. Right, yeah, right. Even yeah. a guy like Donovan Mitchell, who was was in the lottery but wasn't in the top ten. Like yeah. there is hope, and especially in a draft this deep. Yeah, str- I mean, str- I, str- I feel str- better about nine now than I've maybe have ever felt about a Knicks pick yeah. in general. Besides Chris Stapps. Besides when we had three. A lot of high four, four. ceiling guys. We were talking about this earlier. We There's a lot of guys in this draft that. They may not be superstars, but you'll know they'll be role players for 10 years. And, you know, that may not be ideal, but it's better than nothing. It's better than a bust, as you would say. I'll kick this one off. Sun's on the clock. Number one overall pick. Now, the way I approach these mock drafts that we do VM style is I always take what I think the team should do. I'm not trying to be right or be validated on draft day. I think that the Suns are making a mistake if they don't take Luka Doncic. Uh, unlike other Euro players in the past, I actually got to see this dude because he played in the European Champions League, Euro basketball, and my dad likes to watch it because the Greek there's a lot of good Greek basketball teams, believe it or not, guys. Those dirty lambs, Olympiakos. What's his name went there? Uh, McNamara went to play in Greece, no? Yeah, he did for a little bit. So they, they have some good, talented teams. So I got to see him in the Champions League, and he balled out. He won the Euro League MVP which is the second-best league in the world, mm-hmm. collectively. right? He plays over in Spain. He plays for, uh, plays for what is it, Real Madrid. Yeah. Right? EuroLeague MVP, EuroLeague champion, Final Four MVP, all EuroLeague first team. And he's just different, right? He's scrappy. He's very he's, – look, he's a white dude, let's be honest. He's not overly athletic. So when you line up his film against a guy like even uh, Jaron Jackson, yeah. the Bridges boys, and like Aiton – it's lopsided, but this kid sees the floor well. He's he's a little rugged because mm-hmm. he he's playing with 30 and 35-year-old dudes, too. And I just like him in a league now where if you don't have a point guard, you're going to be whack. And he's a big dude. 6'8". He's 6'8". He's and he's 19. Yeah. Right? We're not talking about a dude that's going to be 23 years old coming over. I just think that the upside with him, and if you're looking at Phoenix, right, they have a guy that's familiar with him. The coach yep. from the Slovenia team is now on staff with the Suns. And they know him really well. And you have a guy like Booker. You have an established superstar that can, shoulder, that, that can carry the load up until you develop into mm-hmm. the star that you want to be. 
I like Josh Jackson last year. I watched a lot of him. They played him towards the tail end. Granted, it was a lost season for them, as they've all been for the Suns the last couple of years. And TJ Warren's on one of the better contracts in basketball. When you look around the league, we always say how there's one bad contract on every single team. That's a contract that you trade for and be happy with. Mm-hmm. So I think that they have a, a young roster. They're one of the youngest rosters in the NBA. And I just think that you need a facilitator like Doncic. He is probably, not probably, he is definitely the best passer in the, in the draft. And he's also a really great passer off the pick and roll. And you put Devin Booker in a corner or even on a wing and you run a pick and roll with Luka Doncic, it's going to be... I don't want to say unstoppable, but it's gonna it's gonna be really effective. And so, Nick, I'm with you on this pick. I couldn't agree with you more. That's my favorite player in the draft. Let me ask you guys a question. I hear a lot of guys say one thing that's a plus for him is that he's been playing against grown men. Yes, the in the Euro League. Euro. What's the name of the league? Euro Basket. Euro Basket is. I don't. I don't know how much better than college basketball, but it's much better. And Luka Doncic. Is you would up, say you would say it's much better. Like it is. No, it's took, not. It's not a dude, question. If it you is. Took the, if you took the the twelve best college players against the twelve best yes. yep. play, players in the yep. Euro Basket. Yep. First of all, it's it's professional. Yep. Right. There's there's two guards on Wisconsin that don't end up playing pro ball. Yep. Sure, but. You gotta think of the depth. I mean, sure, but we're not talking about two guards on Wisconsin. We're talking about the elite players versus the elite players. Put it this way: he's scoring eight. He's putting up eighteen and six, and in, in in Europe, that would translate to like twenty-five and ten, probably in college. Nah, chill, chill. Nah, nah. I'm Couple just, more I'm buckets saying, a game. Though, but when you're playing, when you're playing up against, you're playing a lot more guys that are two guards from Wisconsin when you're playing in college than you are what he's playing. Like, yo, it's professional. Like to me, uh, that holds some weight with me. Mm-hmm. But how much how much value does it? Because in terms of play, facing against it, like when I see Doncic on on film, yes, he has a lot of great attributes. But one thing that I don't see in him is explosiveness and lateral quickness. Yeah, I told you from the beginning, he's a white dude. Right. So are you <laughs> taking that guy with number one? Why not? The way he spaces the floor and he gets everyone else involved, and he's a gener- not a generational talent, but his his size is generational. A six eight point guard, you don't yep. see that shit much. It's interesting too for the Suns because, like you mentioned, they just took Josh Jackson last year. Mm-hmm. So, yo, they could have that backcourt together for a long time, and then with TJ Warren off the bench, or you could even go small and start him at the four if you want to run all three of them out there at the same time. Coming, I mean, because I mean, Doncic is six seven, and even though he is slow, he could probably match up with a wing player in terms of like playing on the other side of the court on defense. So, I like that pick. I mean. It, it solidifies. I mean, they do need big man help, in my opinion. I think Phoenix needs a big, and this would be the draft to go get one, either Bagley or Aiton, or even Jackson is, you know, a nice big, even though he's a little skinny. But if you put Doncic with Booker and Jackson, you're talking about like a perennial backcourt, possibly for the next ten years or so. So yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't call it crazy, but I wouldn't I wouldn't go that way. I would probably go Aiton. So you're on the clock now with the Kings. The Suns oh, make yeah. this pick. Are you horny? Yeah, big time. Because, like I said, when we opened up, I think the Kings have their backcourt in place with that trade they made uh, to get Buddy healed over. And, you know, there's nothing really in the front court. You you drafted Harry Giles, who, keep in mind, is only 20, but he has, like, no knees now. Yeah, he's and had you're not you're not banking on him to come back. But if he is, that, like, he's what I compare to Michael Porter this year. He... Both high risk, high reward. That too, but also like both consensus number one picks coming out of high school. And then they got hurt. And just got riddled with injury. So yeah. he's a nice piece if he gets healthy. But other than that, like Collie Stein, you know, has he really progressed to the big man that they want him to be? He's been in the league already for four years or so. Scalabissier could be a nice piece. He's a, he's a little skinny, but I'm going eight in that too. Like you have that backcourt. 
with Fox and Heald, and you need someone down low. And DeAndre Ayton is becoming, you know, the gen- this this uh, generation's type big man. Like, he can step out and shoot it. He can take you off the dribble. There's questions about his defense and his lateral quickness, but, I mean, when you're a big man, there's obviously always going to be questions about that. But he could protect the rim if he's playing down low on the – on the block and he could you know he could get over and help on a guard cut into the basket so i just like him with this roster the fit is perfect he's gonna get a ton of minutes right away there's no big to take minutes from him mm-hmm. so yeah i'm going deandre Ian, and i think i get the best player in the draft here if you're going Doncic at one i'm there with you i like Aiden as well yeah i like his ability to step out i think in today's nba a lot of people are focusing on guards i think what it really is is can you get a big man that plays like a guard right and like it, AD, Boogie Cuz, like every big man stepping out. You see videos of Andre Drummond shooting threes now. Like, come on, you can't even, even free throws. What are you doing? Even like KP, doesn't even need to be a KP. center necessarily. Yeah. You know, just, just a guy who can step out and, and make some plays. Like a guy like KP is definitely a unicorn because he plays like a guard, he's 7-3. But like a guy, I don't I don't think there's any KP in Aiton's future, but he could be a force. But on both ends too because he's a, he's a good defender. You might want to better than KP. I don't I don't. I, I don't oh, yeah. like uh, I don't like Aiden at all, man. I, I'm much rather take the guard. I just think like, yo, I'm watching the Rockets and Warriors series, and is he on the court? Late I in can't the game? see him late in the game, dude. But if he can nail free throws, so we have why not? <clears throat> that's fine. But he's gonna be a mismatch. Might be both sides of the floor. That's fine. But if he if he's gonna have to step out to guard a guy like KD, or people are gonna take him out from underneath the basket, I think that's a big liability, and I don't see him. Nowadays, you got to build your team. Remember in the past, I think it was you that said it, Tim. You need to build your team to beat LeBron. Now it's how do you beat the Warriors. Mm. And Houston figured out how to beat the Warriors. It's with elite guard play and spacing them out and try to outshoot them. And that's what they did. And they who knows if Chris Paul doesn't get hurt. That's a topic for another time. But I just can't see. Like, Capella was a non-factor for the most part in that series, right? Houston neutralized Cat. Cat wasn't anything when when they played the, the Timberwolves. So I just don't see it. Like, yo, if I'm taking you, I need you to be out there the last five minutes. All right, so I'm trying to figure out a team this year, like a team that had a big man lead them to success. You You're right. AD? There's, there's probably not one, right? That, the Pelicans. All right, Pelicans. But they did All right. They, they made it out of the first round of the playoffs. Okay. Um, But you look at this draft. You take Doncic one, as you did. Mm-hmm. What other guard is worthy of t- taking two? Oh, like no. Your, your hands are tied. And, yo, you get one of the best players in the – you're getting, like, a Carl Anthony Towns. You can't pass up on those guys, even though they're big men. You still have to take, you know, the best player available, in my eyes. For, for sure. And I, I'm not discrediting Aiton in that sense. I'm saying if I had to choose between Oh, the Aiton two up and, top? Yeah, the two up top. Because, I mean, I think either of those teams, that they f- have one of these two guys fall to them, I don't think that's a bad thing. I just would prefer. I'm more of a. I want a guard. No guard in the A, like you say. It's bedtime. Yeah. Right? No, no QB. Point no point. Yeah. No, yeah. no QB. No, no hope. So that's just how I feel about that. Uh, I believe Impy. Yes. Has the future of the Atlanta Hawks in his hands. They have, a few, they have a few picks, but uh, nonetheless. Yeah. Well, but look, you, you want to hit on your lottery. That's for sure. 100. percent So who you got them taking at number three? JJJ. Jaron mm-hmm. Jackson Jr., Michigan State. Boss, what do you think about this kid? Because you're the college basketball guy, and I see the future, like not the future big man, I see like the prototypical now, like the new age big man in him, right? Yeah. He can spread the floor, he can shoot the three, he can guard three through five-ish, he can yeah. switch, right, on the pick and roll. 
I love his game. He could block shots. I think he blocked like three shots a game, and he only played like 21 minutes a game because he had gotten into a lot of foul trouble. Yeah. So that's something that he needs to work on. But I was talking to Tim about this before. You can sort of you can you can develop that right like like a like a basketball IQ. You can sort of you know learn when to like foul and when to not. I think he'll get better as he gets older when he matures. So I think as long as he works on that, he'll be fine. He can shoot the three. He shoots like 40 percent from three, uh, three blocks a game. This kid has it all. I love him. All in Atlanta Hawks, JJJ, like sign it up, write me up. One thing that I think isn't getting a lot of love, I, uh, I forgot who I was listening to, but they mentioned about how lately players who had family members or fathers that were pro athletes, how they've been pretty successful, right? Like Donovan Mitchell had, a, I think his dad played baseball. And he played for the Mets. Not mistaken. Uh, we know about Curry. Kevin know- Mitchell is Donovan Mitchell's father. I, mean, I know he has ties to the Mets. I gotta look that up. But the but the point I'm trying to make is that there's something about these kids that grow up in a professional environment like mm-hmm. that where they see and they and they they might be coached better, sure. But also, if you're coached by your pops, who he knew what it take to get to the league mm-hmm. to get just play a professional sport, how to handle the media and whatnot. I think that he's he's a freshman, but I think he's just very mature past his age because of that perk there. And yo, I like the fit with him and John Collins now. The big X, uh, X factor is what you could do with uh, Dennis, Dennis Schroeder. Schroeder. Yeah. He's making $19 million next year. And, oh, boy, you don't want that contract. I think team. JJJ and John Collins uh, fit well because John Collins is more of an inside guy and JJJ can step more out. versatile. So it's like regardless of who you want to put at the four or who you want to put at the five, that doesn't really exist anymore. Like I think they meshed really well together in the front court. So sign me up. Yeah. They're both uh, like athletic yep. bigs too. Like John Collins could move. He was probably – one of the more gifted athletes, I'd say, in last year's draft class. At, at 19, they picked him, too. Steel. Yeah, yeah. Like, he was, he came out early, too, from Wake Forest, and they thought he was coming back for another year. But um, Jaron Jackson, I like him. He He's, I don't know, sometimes I feel like his fouls were lazy that he'd pick up. Like, he just gets slow on his feet on the defensive end. He's skilled offensively. His, yeah. Yo, he got one of the weirdest shots, though. He like, shoots definitely. He definitely bro, shoots weird. that shot is so ugly. Like, yep. Oh my God! It's the Lonzo Ball shot of this year's draft. Like, maybe. it's definitely the ugliest shot. You think it has something to do with like his seven, like seven five wingspan? I mean, maybe. Yeah, he's a long ass dude. Yeah. Like, yo, he could put it on. The, I wasn't like as high this season, even just like watching his games. But it was mostly because he wasn't on the floor as much as he should have been. A lot of foul trouble. Yeah, but he's good, man. Like he can get to the hole. He could step out. He's he. I feel like rather Aiton, he brings that like AD type aspect to the big man position. So. Yeah, it'll be fun to see him play high-low with John Collins, especially mm-hmm. if John Collins is just, like, hugging the block. So that'll be an interesting duo to watch out for, big man, big man. It's, it's kind of like... Uh, I've been the, hugging the block. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like the um, the the Marcus Cousins... AD. Boogie kind of yeah. big man, big man combo. I feel like that's the only big man, big man combo in the league right now. Yeah, so everyone's going guard. It'll, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that works considering, I mean, the Atlanta guards, you named Shorter, but what else really is there? Yeah. And there's, him? and then I don't want to like steal anyone's thunder, but there's rumors of, you know, maybe they go Trey Young here, you know, so like if that's the case, you say bye bye to Dennis Schroeder there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. If they went, if they went Young there, that would cement them in Atlanta lore of just being as mediocre as humanly <laughs> possible. Um, Donovan Mitchell Sr. is the, the Mets director of player relations. Okay, so that's he kind of ties a to the Mets. Lump. I thought it was Kevin Mitchell. Oh. 86 met there. Tim, who do you have at n- going at number four to the Memphis Grizzlies? So this is definitely team dependent. And if I'm the Grizzlies and 
everything that the Grizzlies are saying so far has been like they're willing to trade this pick because they think they're still contenders, right? Their two best players were injured last year, Conley and Gasol. So they still think that if those guys come back healthy and play together, they're contenders. So what am I looking for if I'm then? I'm looking for a guy who's NBA-ready right now, right at this moment. And the most NBA-ready prospect in the draft is Marvin Bagley III. So I'm going to pick Marvin Bagley again. Like, I know he plays the same position as Gasol, but again, that inside-out kind of thing. Gasol has the ability to step out. And Marvin Bagley, although people are talking about his inability to shoot, the dude shot 40% from three. Only on 58 attempts, sure. But he has, it's not like his jump shot's broken. He has a jump shot that... Yes, my bad. But it can be it can be fixed. You know, he's he's not broken. And when you're talking about in today's NBA, the second team is so important. So when you're talking about a, a guy like him and Gasol, if they're on the this court at the same time, each one of them could step out. It's not like they can't step out. And, you know, Bagley's jump shot gets some shit, but he did shoot 40%, like I said. So when you have a guy like Gasol who could step out, he's kind of that first big man center who, like, regularly shot threes. And then... You have Bagley who either step in for him or he could be in the lane when Gasol's not or Bagley could be outside when Gasol's inside. It makes life so much easier. And when you're a team like the Grizzlies who want to trade that pick because you think that you're still a contender, you're either going to trade that pick, which the Knicks are in talks to get that pick, or you're going to draft the most NBA-ready guy. And right now, Marvin Bagley seems to be the most NBA-ready guy to me. Highest, highest floor. Of the draft, in my opinion, I think yeah, I think that's cold word for high, NBA ready is like just highest floor. Yeah, safest floor. Yeah, yeah, it was interesting too because Bagley also reclassified to get to Duke a year early, so I feel like no one mentions that in terms of him being like a younger freshman and putting up twenty and ten in college is you know nothing to bat your eye at. But he you know he had a monster year at Duke and he could jump out of the gym. He averaged twenty and ten, so I think just. The offense is there. The offensive game is pretty much set. It's just whether his motor is there on defense and, you know, if he's willing to bang down low or, you know, can he step out and keep guys in front of him, the bigger guys like uh, Kevin Durant or, you know, or Jabari Parker, for example, another Duke guy. Can he keep those guys in front of him? Those are guys I feel like he'd match up with. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think he's one of the best players in this draft, the safest players. And it's interesting that, Yo, I've never heard of this before. Him and DeAndre Ayton have signed with Puma. Yeah, they're trying to make a push now. Like, bro, is Jay-Z's involved in the, with Puma now? Today they announced, so... Like, what the fuck, Puma? I haven't seen Puma and basketball associated together ever. Puma's out here. But supposedly, like, Clyde Frazier had a deal with Puma? Yeah, he has a lifetime deal now, Clyde. Yeah? Not, he has, I think he has a shoe with Puma. How many years left on that lifetime deal? Oh, yo, out of line, Envy, out of line. Bro. You've said some wild shit today. <laughs> Yo, not meant for OG, the podcast. Bro. <laughs> um, number five overall, I have the. I got the Dallas Mavericks, who have not made a smart decision since they won a championship. No, I think Dennis Smith. Yeah, Jerry's still out. Yeah, so but I, mean, I, I, I mean, I mean, Dirk getting twenty five million per year before they had to talk him out of it. You know, re-up and whatnot. Chandler Parsons also. Harrison Barnes is not a fan of that contract. Bro, Mark Cuban pulls any strings he can to try and, to try and win. Look, uh, he, he. I'll give you that for sure. I'll give you that. But they've just had a lot of questionable decisions. I think that this is going to be a questionable decision because I got them taking Mo, Mo, uh, Mo Bamba 
staying in Texas. Mom. So I watched I watched the combine and I watched some drills of his and I didn't realize how long he was. Seven six. Seven foot, but he has a seven nine wingspan. Seven yeah. nine wingspan. Seven nine, Jesus. Which is just absolutely ridiculous. And I think that he's very versatile. Very athletic too. And look, I mean, Texas was—I don't know how how do, how would you judge Texas as a program with uh, Shaka Smart? Since has he nah, turned yeah, it they've into? They've been a, good. They just haven't been like been what they thought they'd be. Where like right now, I think he's in year two or three. So Bombo was, I guess, obviously his first prize recruit there. So, but yeah, they're on the up, uptick. He just reminds me of a smaller body type of Nerlens Noel, mm. and it kind of scares me a little bit. So. I don't know if it's the right pick, but I just think that, you know, look, you got to find a Dirk replacement. I'm not saying that this kid is, but you're going to need a forward at, at that spot in the near future. So I think at this point, if you're going by BPA, best player available, we'll would probably go with Mo, Mo, Mo Bamba. I think his game is more well-rounded on the offensive end than Nerlens Noel's game ever has been. So, But he definitely is like a rim protector, and yeah. like you said, that wingspan plays – any in any level of basketball but yeah he's he's also i think uh there's an instagram account that has this shooting coach oh yeah he shot yeah, like mad three yeah he was knocking yeah. down some threes too so didn't look pretty either you know he had like that wingspan is tough to get a shot up but you know if he could pull up threes off the dribble you know he might have a game but for now i think his game is from the free throw line and in the 10 footers 15 footers you know knock those down take someone one dribble you're so big that all it is from the free throw line is one dribble and elevate. So, with that wingspan, yeah, I mean, I think he'll be a good player. I don't see, like, superstar potential. But then again, I talked to our buddy Marco, mm-hmm. and he's been, like, singing Bomba's praises all year long that, yo, he has the most room for improvement, blah, blah, blah. You know, how can you not take a chance on someone so gifted and, lo- you know, the body frame? He's yeah. like, yo, you have to take all that into cons- consideration. He's only a freshman. Like, that's the thing with the NBA now, I feel like, is there are a ton of freshmen entering the league. And it's just like people are so quick to give up on them. Think about like Frank, how we criticize Frank here, and he's yeah. he's younger than I think it was. He's younger than a lot of the guys. A lot of the, the guys. first round this year. Yeah, you know, it, it's just it's the thing that I I've mentioned every time we talk about these prospects. How if you're a sophomore, junior, senior, you're looked at like, yo, how come you didn't come out after yeah, the you're freshman washed. year? You're that's, washed. That's exactly what everyone's saying about Mikael Bridges this year. So, uh, well, took I him, mean, yeah. Took him three years to get drafted. Yeah, but then you remember, it's like, yo, Donovan Mitchell's 22, bro. Yeah. I'd say, look at Donovan Mitchell. He played like, two years, yeah. Like, I'd rather take him over Wiggins. That's and the I don't thing care when too, Wiggins came like, into the league, at what age. People are staying longer in high school and then coming in. To mm-hmm. the league as older players, even though they only play one year. We're, we're not going to know the results of this draft until 2021. You never do. Yeah. You never do. I, I the, the one thing I hate that we do all the time, and not just us, everybody, is draft recap, no matter what the sport is. You, you can't tell. Mm-hmm. You can't tell because you could pull up countless, countless times where a team got an A grade and then a team got an F grade, and then you flip-flop it two, three years down the line. So you, you can never tell. Uh, boss, you're on Six. the clock with the Orlando Magic. Um, yeah, I'm going BPA here, Michael Porter Jr. Interesting. I, this dude is like the consensus, like I said earlier, number one pick coming into coming out of high school. And he sat out pretty much all year. He played, I think, the, the SEC tournament. Then he played that one tournament game against Florida State where they got knocked out. But um, he looked out of shape, obviously. I mean, he wasn't in basketball shape and his minutes were limited. So he didn't really have all that good of a run in the brief 
playing time he got at the end of the year. So that hurt his stock. They say he's still dinged up now, but apparently all medics, all medicals are good to go. Um, I think he canceled the workout recently. Like yeah, last with week. the Kings. Yeah, I don't blame him. Not, not even that. I feel like he might have a promise from someone, maybe in the top five picks. They're like, yo, if you get this far, we're taking you. And he's probably like, yeah, fuck and that. And he's probably like, yo, I'm going to cancel my workouts if I have this you know, promise. That's just like pure speculation. Yeah. But um, now nah, I think he's good to go. I think he's, you know, he's... I wouldn't say, yeah, I would say he's like the forgotten one. Highest upside? In this year's draft. I think so. You know, if, if all works out health-wise, like a hip injury is a big issue. Isaiah Thomas, right? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I, he can step out. He's so, he's like 6'10". He's, everything is so smooth with him. Dribbling, getting to the basket. You know, he can elevate too. Like, he's a, he's a freak athlete. And I don't know if, if uh, what's his name, Jonathan Isaac ever works out. It's only year one of him too. So, you know, you got to be patient. He's... They wanted him. He was so raw at Florida State to come in and like step out. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that jump shot's really all there. So I think Porter would be a nice piece to get Isaac down low and back in the like 10, 15 foot range and have him take care of the perimeter work as a, you know, a big man in quotation. Like he's 6'10, but he plays as, you know, the Ben Simmons type player. I like it a lot. Off the top of your head, you don't need to be right. This is just a random thought. How many guys work out being superstars that come into the league with? baggage as far as injuries like you're coming in i'm drafting damaged goods in a way like he had a back injury if i'm not mistaken right yeah back and hip like dude that's uh, like Kyrie. maybe is the only one who like off but Kyrie was a foot injury that was in yeah but yeah yeah we're like injury coming out of college no i know but but like back and hip to be specific i think that's your entire (laughs) and you're like 19 years old yeah i'm just a little hesitant man but yo he could be like what boss said about Harry Giles last year, how these guys were consensus consensus top three picks. Yeah, I remember la- going back to last year's mock draft. He was the number one pick. Like after last year's draft, when they do the way too yeah, early yeah. mock draft, yeah, he Giles. was number one. Yeah, he was a beast. But he has, I think, three ACL surgeries under his belt now. Oh, no, I was talking about oh, Michael, Michael Porter. Porter? Yeah, 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 yeah. Michael Porter, yeah. He was a monster coming out of high school. I don't think Orlando's in a rush to really win this year, right? Would you you would agree with me there? I was gonna say if there's a team that's gonna draft a guy like this, it's Orlando because you you have to take that injury risk if you could have a superstar. Yeah. And everything that you see about Michael Porter Jr. says it screams superstar, like it screams this guy's perfect for the NBA. So if you're a team like the Magic who hasn't had a superstar since fucking Anthony Hardaway, you know, ah Dwight, bro, Dwight was a yeah. superstar for them. Yeah, Dwight was super, definitely a superstar. superstar Shooter, I uh, lo- guard, boss. I love you to death, but I think they go Trey Young here. Love you to death, though. I think they That's go Trey Young. I'm not, I don't think a I hope they it. go Trey Young so the Knicks don't. They need like Trey Young needs to go to a team where he can just like shoot the ball ten times and miss it. Like it's no big. Like he needs to go to a place where there's not like a like a lot of press. Like he needs to go somewhere where like he can make his mistakes and he can learn. And then like if he like if Trey Young goes to the Knicks and turns the ball over like five times a game and and goes like three of thirteen from the field. Crazy too, because like Trey Young was wasn't really on the map. He yeah, about mock drafts you mm-hmm. know, last year, like he had a good showing. I remember I think Bayheim says this all the time when he references uh, the one and done rule. Mm-hmm. He's like, yo, if you like guys coming out of high school, he's like, look at Trey Young. Trey Young wouldn't be in the NBA if he came out of high school last year. Like you know, if he went if he declared yeah. out of high school, he wouldn't have a spot, and he, we we wouldn't know who he is right now. So that year of college definitely did him good. You know, put the spotlight on him and. Shit, his stock rose all the way from like not on boards to top ten pick. Mm. Mb, what you got happening at number seven for the Chicago Bulls? I have the other Duke big man, Wendell Carter Jr. Uh, I love this kid. He could have played at Harvard, 
Coach K convinced him to go to Duke. That shows you his how smart he is. Really, really bright kid. I mean, Duke's a great school as well. But he could have went to Harvard. I mean, played. Harvard. Yeah, is like, yeah. yeah. Um, I love him. He could protect the rim. He could rebound. Little shaky on defense on the switches. Not sure if he'll do well there. But he can shoot the ball. He's a beast in the post. He's kind of a traditional big man. I love Wendell Carter Jr. He can pass the ball. Like I, I love this kid. I, I I love him to death. I would love him to fold the nine of the Knicks. I don't think that happens. Uh, all in Wendell Carter Jr. to the Bulls. Uh, and I like to fit with Laurie Marketing, who Your I was boy. high. I was high on Laurie Marketing last year. Yo, who are you? I was high on yeah. Laurie Marketing. Were you? Yo, who were you? Hold on, who were you down on last year? Because all you talking about? <laughs> I, don't I don't know. I was high on. Like John, if you're Jonathan gonna Isaac. Mitchell, I'm definitely claiming marketing. Yeah, that was yeah. my guy. He they would complement each other well. Wendell Carter Jr., who's more of a traditional guy, back to the basket, stay down low, mm-hmm. and a Laurie Marketing, who's more of a perimeter guy. They would fit well again. Kind of the theme to my draft picks is fit, and I think Wendell Carter Jr. fits perfectly with the Bulls. Uh, and with marketing, my man, so. M trying to change the A with the two bigs. <laughs> <laughs> that ass. Everyone go on guard if you want to go big, man. Uh, Tim, who do you have going for? Who do you have Let's going go. at number eight to the Cleveland Cavaliers, which is the pick? This is the uh, the Nets. highly touted Nets pick yes. many many years back. It turned out to be the eighth pick overall for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Tim, you got. I am looking at my team and I'm saying I need a guy who can create. I need a guy who's a bulldog. I need a point guard. Mm-hmm. All three of those things happen to be Colin Sexton, the mm-hmm. point guard from Al- Alabama. The more I watch this guy, the more I fall in love with him. He's an absolute bulldog. Reminds me a lot of Kyrie Irving in the sense of like his ability to create. He doesn't have the shakes like Kyrie Irving has, and he doesn't have to, uh, as fluid of a jumper. But maybe he gets there. And look, he his one of his comparables is Eric Bledsoe, and everyone knows LeBron James wants to play with Eric Bledsoe. He just hasn't made that. So if you can get like an Eric Bledsoe on offense, and then you turn around and get like a Patrick Beverly guy on defense, he he could be the total package. This guy could end up, in my opinion, could end up being the best player in this draft if he can hone all that raw emotion and all that um, skill and put it to good use. Now he was playing on an Alabama team where it was him and four other guys who no, they shouldn't good, really. They were, I mean. Avery Johnson had Avery Johnson, longtime yeah. NBA point guard, was his head coach. I think that means a lot too. All right, but these are these are the type of guys who aren't playing in Europe, right? <laughs> that were playing with him. They're 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 solid for it, but that exactly the guys we're talking about. So he had to kind of run the show by himself. So I think he gets more efficient in the pros. Uh, I think that his assists start going up um, because of that. And if he has a guy like LeBron James on his team, what better guy to teach you how to hone all that emotion? than LeBron James, who had all this emotion as a kid and then honed it and became one of the more mature players in the NBA now. So I think Colin Sexton here uh, would be the perfect uh, replacement for Kyrie Irving. There is no replacement for Kyrie, obviously. I don't want anyone thinking that I'm saying he is Kyrie Irving or anything like that. But um, if you're going to find a replacement in this draft, Colin Sexton is probably the closest to it. I actually like this pick if LeBron leaves. Really, I like it better if LeBron leaves because you need to get like he's gonna he's gonna bring the ball up. He's gonna have the ball. He's gonna have a high usage rate. Like I like him if, if LeBron goes. Like you need someone to, like start fresh with, start over with him. He reminds me, not me, but a lot of people are saying he reminds them of somewhat of a Russell Westbrook. So I don't know if if LeBron goes, I like to pick there. But if LeBron stays, you need someone to compliment him a little bit better. I like that he elevated Alabama to the tournament. Yeah. And, um, I mean, the SEC, I don't know, would you say they had a down year last year collectively as a league? No, nah, they actually had, a, like, a rebound year. They were down for a little bit, and they got a ton of business year. I know Florida was in there. 
Kentucky, obviously, but they had a good year, like as a as a conference in terms of like bids. Nineteen point two points per game, three point eight rebounds per game, three point six assists per game in twenty nine minutes. Uh, you know, regular cliche stuff. You know, I'm reading a mock draft right now. It says super fast, super quick, forever aggressive. <laughs> I just find that so funny. Dude, that's great, such a like great footwork. Yeah, great footwork. But <laughs> the one you know, thing, look, I I I think how. He was the guy that I spotlighted last year. We were doing the tournament about if he went on a run, he could have been this year's version of a Kemba Walker. Yeah. I catapult him to, to a title or something. Not even a title, but, a, you know, a, a second weekend berth. Um, I like that pick. I, li- I like Sexton. Yeah. Uh, all right. The Knicks. And also, sorry. Sorry. I don't want to cut you off, but on classic Nick faction, fashion, the guy that I want is going to be picked right before the Knicks picks. So yeah. Classic Knicks ways. My only worry is his jump shot. Sexton? Yeah, that's all I have that's to say. That's what I'm saying. Like, not His draft, in a modern NBA, it just bo- worries me a little a bit. A draft pick would entice LeBron to stay, but I'm not sure Colin Sexton helps him. He could help them, obviously, if he leaves. He's, yeah. Big he's time. Just, like you said, I like that pick better if he leaves because he could develop himself more. Yep. But if he stays... He needs a ball in his hand. He might get buried on the bench on a LeBron-led team. So, I don't know. It would just be interesting to follow, like, to see how that plays yeah. out if he were to go there. I, what I was trying to say before, I didn't articulate it well, is he needs – he needs Colin Sexton needs the ball in his hands. Right. Yeah. And if LeBron's on, on the court on the team, that's not going to be the case. Right, because he's not helping you out as a knockdown shooter Exactly. Or that's yeah. that's why I think – that's what I'm saying. Tim, I love it if LeBron leaves. I love the pick, and I think that's where they go. Like, if they have a hint, a hunch, a hunch that he's leaving, I love the pick. I think they go there too. But if he stays, they need someone to compliment him a little bit better. I'm with you, though. At number nine for the New York Knicks, I feel like you should take something safe. Don't fuck this up, man. Somebody ready. Don't fuck this up. I like Miles Bridges coming out of Michigan State, the sophomore. Sorry, Miles. Um, Yeah, sorry, Miles. Get ready. (laughs) Jimmy sitting in front court with Spike Lee. Um, Yo, I I think not taking a freshman is the play here. You want to get a guy who's a little bit more mature coming from uh, a a traditional power in Michigan State, 17 and 7. Uh, he averaged last year 31 minutes per game. Michigan State won the Big Ten regular season title. Um, a lot of people are coining him as a positionless player. Mm-hmm. He's a guy that could play a two-guard, could play the four also if you want to yeah. go small ball, very versatile. And I just think that he's a mature dude. I also like the other Bridges also, so I wouldn't be upset with that. Mm-hmm. Mikhail. Mikhail Bridges from, from uh, Villanova. But I like Miles a little bit more. And he could create a little bit more. I, I I'd probably go with that for this one because like yeah, look, dude, who, who you got? Courtney Lee, mm. Lance Thomas. They need a wing player desperately. They need a no, wing they definitely player. do. I would I would take one of the Bridges guys. Yep. Because I don't want to say it's a sure thing, but it's a sure thing that they'll be solid ten year guys in the league. They could be on a team that makes a playoff run. Yeah, I think. So I'm going with uh. I'm going with uh, Miles Bridges here. It's funny you say mature. Like I definitely think his game is mature, but he's a bit of a hothead, a baby. Yeah, like he, oh, he's, oh my god, I love his game though. Like he's the lefty stroke. I love that southpaw stroke from deep. He can knock it down, um, and he can take you to the cup. He's finished some big time plays at the rim. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just big. I think he needs to lose a little weight though. He's a little chunky, so if he's in the guard, guys. Like you say, positionless, but I feel like he'd have a little trouble with a quicker guy mm. who's six, like a you know a wing player, just the, you know any wing player, and like a Demar Derozan would, yeah, I think eat, eat him, him up, up going to the basket. That's so, fair. But uh, if he drops some lbs, which obviously you can do, you're a young cat. If you get in the gym, work out, stay motivated, and you know, just get in better game shape. 
I think the sky's the limit for him. He played with Jaron Jackson, so mm-hmm. they had a good team. Like you said, Tom Izzo. He, Tom Izzo sings his praises. He came back, actually, like you said, mature. People he could have came saying, out last year, right? Yeah, people were saying he should have came out last year, but he had so much like dedication to Michigan State that he's like, yo, I want to win one here, and he, he got knocked out by the Qs, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> had to end that story quick, but um, yeah, I like it. I like it. I, I wouldn't be mad upset with Miles Bridges. Pick up. You're on. Uh, you're on the clock right now with the Philadelphia 76ers at number ten. So, I'm going Trey Young here, and you know what's crazy? Well, I don't know why it's crazy. Maybe you can tell me, MP, because when I made this pick and I announced it while we were, while we were drafting beforehand, MP, uh, like talk, I didn't. I didn't know he was there. Talking to himself in the other room, like, "Yo, that's crazy." That I was like, "Yo, so crazy about that?" Because. They're losing J.J. Redick possibly on that one-year deal. Well, yeah, last year he signed for $22 million. On one year. Yeah, one-year deal. Bellinelli, gone. So they need... For sure? Nah, but he's a free agent. Ilya Silva's probably gone, too. They need that shooter. They need Ben Simmons. You know, Ben Simmons, they need someone else to step in for that J.J. Redick, for that Bellinelli. And I think Trey Young would be a good fit. And he get, I think, big-time minutes early. You know, he'd probably get like 20, 25 minutes a game. Do you think I, I I mentioned this to Nick before when, the, when we were talking about LeBron going to the Sixers? I think Ben Simmons needs the ball in his hand, and I think if you put another point guard on that team, you take the ball out of his hand, and that's not a good thing. But I mean, but Trey Simmons, I mean, not Trey Simmons, Trey Young, he's a he, knockdown shooter, but he's also a shot creator in the sense of that okay, but, he can make his own shot. Okay, but we saw him on a bad Oklahoma team. We saw how terrible they sputtered when he wasn't going well. Yeah. So if you put him off ball, we we didn't get a chance to see him off ball because that team was so bad. There was nothing around him. He's like six one, Trey Young. Yeah, yeah, but have him coming off screens, baseline, like have him run around a bit. I don't, I don't think know. it's that crazy. I, I will say that you I don't know, think it's a recipe for success. Like we talked about in the in the beginning, if you're talking about a team that could create a prospect, I think Trey Young. If you're Trey Young, you're praying to go to the 76ers. Because that's exactly what they need. They need a guy on the outside that not necessarily can has to handle the ball because he was turnover prone in college. Yeah, but he also led the league. He also led NCAA in assists. He also played on a pretty shitty team where you had to. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, imagine if he played on a better team. Yeah. Well, I mean, Ben Simmons is not a crazy assist guy just yet. So they, there's there's room for two guys. Ben Simmons nah, is not the nah, Ben Simmons might be one of the best guys. <laughs> You think you think you think he's one of he? Do you think he's like LeBron level no, assist dude, guy? No, nobody is, but he's definitely all right. So there's the, not enough room for another creator on the court. Like he has to have the ball in his hands every time, like LeBron. I does. mean, they if just he, drafted Markel Fultz. I think he does. He definitely needs to have the ball in his hands yeah. all the time. Every time, every time on the court. Yeah, all right, if you guys disagree, that's fine. But I do think that if you're gonna pick someone to come off screens and and knock down jumpers, he's the guy. And you know, if you don't have the ball in his hands. You'd rather have the ball in Ben Simmons' hands? No one's going to complain that Trey Young doesn't have the ball in his hands. I, I don't love the fit. It's a weird fit, but I, I don't know. I like That's it. BPA they, for sure, though. Yeah, but they also – I just think they need someone to fill it up because if you have Ben Simmons – Isn't BPA – is subjective the right term or objective? Which one is it? Subjective. Subje- isn't that subjective then? Wait, like my best are available. Yeah, like, there- like my, it might not be mine. No, but I mean, I guess what I'm saying is like, look at all of these like these gas bag mock drafts. <laughs> but then you average it out and you say There's, like Trey Young's not going any like farther eight than eight. eight. Yeah, yeah. That's right. what I meant by it. Like, no, no, I hear you. I just wanted to like there was a question I wanted to ask, and yeah. I'm sure maybe someone listening might have wanted to ask. Uh, Impy, the Charlotte Hornets are on the clock at number eleven. Who do you have? Who do you have the Hornets taking? Mikael Bridges out of Villanova. 
three and D guy. Uh, he'll score in transition. He'll lock up your best wing player and he'll knock down threes at forty percent. I, I, we've, got, I've gone on the record and said Clay Thompson is one of my favorite players in the NBA. I think this guy can potentially become a Clay Thompson type. You swung me on Clay Thompson. I think he. You need a guy like that. Yeah. I don't care. Like you need a guy that's gonna lock up and gonna stre- spread the floor, and that's exactly what um, Mikael Bridges is. You can literally put him on any team. What team doesn't need a lockdown, knock, lockdown defender and a, and a three-point shooter? Everybody needs one, and so I don't. He could literally go to every team and be fine. Like I, I don't care. He fits everywhere, and that's why I love Mikael Bridges. He's a he's a perfect example of guys that stay in college and definitely improve their stock. Yes, I don't think he was on anyone's radar as far as a lottery pick. And yo, forty three percent from three, man. Yo, three and D is the is if not point guard and flat out superstar, three and D guy you is your one. ideal player. You I, need one. I, I think, think that would be good for Philly too. Like if he went yeah. there, well, the Covington's Bridges. there too. That's true, but I mean, what you don't want a guard, you don't want a forward. What do you want? No, I'm saying he's there too. Like, you're right, you're right. Uh, but like Covington's like a great example of like if Mikel Bridges turns into Covington, like Covington is a really yeah. good player. So I'm all in on him. It'd be great if the Knicks take him at nine. Next up on the menu, ooh, interesting spot here. When's the last time you saw two the same team having back to back picks in the lottery? Tim is going to get us started with the 12th overall selection for the Los Angeles Clippers. And if I'm the Clippers, I am absolutely jizzing into a cup right now <laughs> because what? <laughs> because I have two picks. Mm-hmm. And so that means I have leverage and I have the ability to go out and take a chance on a guy. And there is a guy right now here that probably won't be here in, in the real draft. We'll see what happens. But a guy who can be a superstar, and that's Kevin Knox. Mm. Kevin Knox, a forward from Kentucky. The dude is a straight-up scorer. He has the upside to be a a great scorer in the league. He could finish. He could yam it. He could go around the pick-and-roll. He could spot-up shoot. He could just score from anywhere right away. And he wasn't even even featured in that Kentucky offense. If he's in an offense that could feature him, he might be even more successful. Now, um, he's very raw. And he's one of the youngest players in the draft. One, one of the youngest players in the draft, so it's going to take time to develop him. He was born in 1999. Oh, my oh God. That's ridiculous. So <laughs> I feel mad old right now. Isn't the first 2000s player in this draft? I think so. I think he's a year old kid. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, stop I remember it. remember seeing that. All of you, stop it. But this kid ha- shows everything you need to be an elite scorer. I, I think he has the ability to, in the same sense of Donovan Mitchell, to be one of those guys who completely surprises and is the rookie of the year next year if he's in the right situation. Uh, is it likely? Of course not. He's, what is he, 18? Yeah. Yeah, he's 18. So it's not likely. But if he's put in the right situation and, look, he has all the tools it takes to score. So I think Kevin Knox is my pick here, especially because I could take that chance having back-to-back picks. Question, non-draft question. Well, kind of a draft question. You're the Clippers. Do you try to package both to either move up or to maybe get a superstar. The only think? way I package both is if I get into the top five. Maybe even the top three. Well, we talked about like the Knicks trading nine for the 12 and 13. I've heard, I think, one of you I guys said no. You said no? No, no, no. I don't, I don't think the Clippers would do it. If I was the Knicks, I'd do it in a heartbeat. Because yeah. I don't think the difference between... I don't think nine and 12 and 13 is that big of a deal, yeah. especially in, in this draft. The only way that happens if it's like some wild shape. Aiden goes out on like a bender and he gets caught like uh, Larry, Larry Laramie Tunsil. Tunsil. 
like a video goes out and then he drops to like nine. Then at that point, I'm sure the Knicks probably like the Josh it. Allen tweets. But like, yeah, some, wild, some, yeah. some wild tweets are going to surface this week. Yeah, that's what you need. That's the only way you move up because I'm with you. And like the drop off between nine and 12, you could essentially get the same outcome. Yeah. So for you to move, you're going to package, you probably go into the top three. I think that uh, I, this is going to be no fun. I'm going to be a little bit of a buzzkill here, but I think that a lot of people are getting overly excited about tr- the possibility of draft picks getting traded. That's not really a thing that happens in the NBA. It's uh, more of an NFL thing. No, nah, there's been – so, like, Gobert's pick got traded. Kobe. I mean, that's after they get drafted, though. Like, once they get drafted and then they trade for each other, yeah, was, sure. On Yeah, prior to the draft, no. But on draft day, it's probably the most eventful, I'd say. A lot the, of picks exchanged. Like, rights traded. Yeah, but after but right, after, after a player's draft. drafted. Yeah, like a player gets drafted so, and then and then the uh Celtics traded for Ray Allen on that right. same night. So it's like, yeah, something like that. But prior, I'm with you on that. Yeah, so I don't know if necessarily the picks will get traded, probably the players will get traded. Nick the Clips. The other pick for the Los Angeles Clippers at number thirteen. This is a guy that kind of came on my radar when I was watching the SEC tournament this year. Boss, you know I had Kentucky winning the SEC at a plus Plus two thirty five, so I was pretty horny about that. Yeah, tournament was kind of wide open. Yeah, they, they weren't like expected to win it. Yeah, but they were still. I think because of the public perception of Kentucky, just you know, just being Kentucky. Yeah, you couldn't make that line what it should have been. But uh, bear with me, Shy Gilius Alexander from Kentucky, six six. Um, I I'm a fan of Kentucky guards. I know not all of them have worked out well. But he grew on me, man. When the when the bright lights came on, he was a player that I really enjoyed. Uh, I think that he's a guy that's that fits this type of NBA, the modern NBA. And look, Kentucky always gets top recruits, right? So you can't go wrong with a guy from Kentucky, no matter where you can get him. And at thirteen, they're gonna need some help. They just got rid of Boss's super dark horse pick for Rookie of the Year last year, Milos. They just that was, uh, yeah, my yeah they uh, they waved him off. So I, I think that this is this is a guy that I would go here. And like Tim said, you have the luxury here with back to back picks to maybe take a flyer on someone. So I'm going with uh, SGA. They also had a uh, my guy who I you asked me last year about like a second round sleeper, Juwan Evans. Mm. He got some run there this year, so that'd be interesting. He's tiny though, so Gilgis is more the new breed, bigger, you know. Toward the bigger end of the spectrum, point guard. Two so. Kentucky guys on the same squad as well now. Oh, that's right. I didn't even make back that to connection. Back Look at that. that. Yeah. Gilgis. That'd be pretty Ooh. fire. That would be fire. That chemistry. Rounded it out. Rounding it out in the lottery, 14th overall, the Denver Nuggets, who last day of the regular season, this could have been the Timberwolves. Right? They played that game. And Paul Millsap doesn't get hurt. It's a completely different <sighs> Paul season. Paul Millsap missed like 40 games, I think, and he was their big free agent pickup. Yeah. So 20 million a year. Who's going to join the Denver Nuggets boss at number 14 to close out the lottery? So it's interesting because, like, they got Millsap last year in free agency. And like you said, and Jokic is there. He's pretty much established himself as a big man, you know, top big man in the game the last couple of years. But uh, I'm going to go Kevin Herter. Mm-hmm. Kind I of like off it. board a little bit. You know, For sure. Off the board. But I was looking at either him or Keita Bates-Jop, who was the Big Ten Player of the Year for Ohio State. He's an older guy, too. He's, like, 23 or 24 almost. But, um, yeah, I'm going Herder. He's a knockdown shooter, uh, the redhead assassin, red rifle. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, he gets it done. He, he played at Maryland. Uh, he had a good couple years there. I was kind of surprised he came out because he's so young and 
you know, Maryland didn't really make as much noise as they were projected to this year. They were a top 25 to start the season and then just fell apart. Um, but, yeah, he's he's a knockdown shooter. I don't really see him really doing much uh, in terms of putting the ball on the floor. He's not really athletic, but he can shoot from anywhere in the gym, pull up or off the dribble. So I like him as, you know, a, a bench player, like a six-man mm-hmm. for that roster. And I know that roster's kind of – deep at guard and will barton's there so they kind of would take up the same spaces on the floor yo you know who grew on me last year man jamal murray yeah that dude is nice yo he could ball could have been a nick well that was the nick pick yeah and the gary harris deal they gave out last year so they have a couple guards locked up so i was looking towards the the big man type role to someone to give Jokic a blow or you know maybe come off the bench and hit threes and i think herder could be that guy Yo, Gary Harris, you ever want to sound like you know NBA and shit? Tell people, yeah, that's the most underrated player in the NBA. He's one of the best two-way players in the NBA. It's not He's even dope. close. He's super Another dope, Michigan big, State guy who's a like savage. I think he played with Draymond. So, I didn't know Kevin Herter's from New York. Yeah, he's from Upstate, Park. yeah. Uh, he, I love him because... Should have been at Syracuse, but we got put on sanctions. By time. Really? Probably, yeah. So, uh, one of these dudes, like HoopsHype.com, put out a mock draft, and they had him going in like... Like twenty seven. Yeah, he's and the right and, and like the description was like great shooter, but you know there's rumblings of like like difficulties in the locker room. And then like he quote retweeted it. And he's like, yo, if there's anything that's ne- it's like nothing is negative about me in the locker room. Like get your sources right, get your facts straight. Yeah, like, I like that. He strikes me as a kid who wouldn't say a word. That's what I'm saying. Sorry right, for that to come out is kind of weird. It's bullshit. I like him a lot. I like Herder though. I like. I wish he was a Syracuse Orange because he is a knockdown shooter. So, we'll see. I think he's a solid, like I said, bench player in the NBA. All right. So, there you have it. That's our lottery. Picks 1 through 14. Like I said, guys, don't get discouraged if your team isn't in the lottery. Yeah. Before we go, if you're one of those teams that aren't in the lottery, I want you guys to tell me, like, uh, even like a second-round guy. Like, who's one guy that you're looking at that could be a super sleeper in this draft? There's always that one guy. Second-round guy? You're you're the guy I'm going to defer to. Second-round or late first-round? One of those those guys. any other year, particularly next year, because I think he only played three years, if he came out as a senior, who would probably be a first-round pick is Jalen Brunson. Mm. Villanova. Yo, that guy did no wrong at Villanova. He's just undersized. Mm. And he's also, don't call me crazy for saying this, old. I yeah. mean, he's only a junior, though. No, no, I know. I'm not. Yeah, but it's the thing that we said before. People start attaching that stigma on you where, yo, you didn't come out at 18, 19 years old. What's wrong with you? He's 21. All right, fine. He's turning 20, close to 22. But he was an All-American coming out of high school. And lately, I've been sweating Villanova because they get these top recruits. Like, I mean, you talk about Brunson. Mikael Bridges is older. DiVincenzo is a sophomore. So uh, also, the other kid was good, too. Right? Spellman. Amore Spellman's a freshman. Spellman. So, all these guys coming out of Nova. I think Brunson is just a, a winner. That's all he knows is coming out of Villanova. And he doesn't turn the rock over. He's smart with it. He can get to the basket. He's just tiny. Like I said, he reminds me of, like, his draft stock falling is just like a Juwan Evans type thing mm-hmm. where he's so undersized that... You know, he's not really getting the looks he deserves. And he could shoot it, too, a bit. So I wouldn't be surprised if Jalen Brunson is getting minutes in the NBA next year. Can I ask you a question about an SMU guy that I don't really know much about? Shake Milton? Yeah. Yeah, he's good. He's all right. Yeah? Yeah, he has some good years there. I know uh, someone who had a big year this year in the NBA, Semi Ojale, mm-hmm. with the Celtics. They were on the same team back at SMU, and they were really good. But he was... Ojale really- got crazy minutes this year. Yeah, once Daniel Thies went out for them too. Yep. 
And I, I mean, Brad Stevens is just a magician, so he got people in good roles. Yeah, Shake Milton was, I think, the American preseason player of the year. So he's definitely a, you know, he would, could be a nice piece. I don't really see him, you know, contributing to the NBA. But Landry Shamet out of Wichita State is also a guy who might contribute. You think about Fred Van Vliet, who was a mm. second rounder, and uh, he was six a man of American the year. Conference, you know, player of the year. Bro, in my opinion, that's the sixth man of the year. Yeah, he's a and beast. when he was hurt, they got smoked by Cleveland. Yeah. That's kind of what Shemet is. They kind of have the same style of game, and they both coming out of Wichita. So I think he might have a career in the A as well. All right. There you have it, guys. Hold on. I, I want to give one. Okay. I think Dante DiVincenzo. Um, when you get around this part of the draft, it's kind of like everyone kind of is the same. Almost. I don't know. It's not like football, basketball, scouting, or anything like that. There's there's guys who stand out big time, and then, there, and then there's kind of like the mid-range guys. Uh-huh. So when you're putting that together, when you've got a guy like Dante DiVincenzo who played his best game on the biggest stage, that shows me that you have the mental fortitude and capacity to handle the NBA. And I think mentally, there's I, I want that guy on my team. And look. His ceiling is maybe Clay Thompson. His floor is maybe some asshole that's not in the league in two years. Yeah. But he has the mentality. He has that big bulldog mentality that I want on my squad. He's a guy that I think capitalized on him having such a big game and declared. He had a big combine. He had a really great combine, though. He played really, really yeah, well. He as well, too. Yeah, but I just think he's a guy that probably plays himself into the lottery if he comes out next year. Has a yeah, he would have been the face of that program. Like we named yeah, all those exactly. guys. They'd be running through because he was coming off the bench for them. Also, shout out to Allen's guy, Mo Wagner. Projected to go in the second round from Michigan. Everyone knows about Mo Wagner. He had a good tournament for... Oh, the German dude, reason. right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nice. He got a nice shooting touch. I looks, think. looks like Wagner, right? Yeah, but it, it is Wagner. Wagner. Yeah. It's Wagner. It's Wagner. Oh. There's a Wagner on the German national team as well. Probably, yeah. Soccer, yeah. Look at oh, you. Oh, yeah. Hey, World Cup fever. I'm too. out here. I'm I out here. What else? We might get a nice horny VMFC episode with the whole gang gang on there. Oh, that, would, that would be the horniest. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's <laughs> All right. I hope you guys enjoyed the NBA mock draft episode. Make sure you guys check out uh, our episode on Thursday. It's going to be a very good one. Uh, give you guys a little teaser. It's a debate that's been going on the last couple of weeks, yes. even years. Two very iconic basketball players. Just leave it at that. Let you guys connect the dots. Jeez. And also some VMFC coming at you, recapping the, the World Cup. I am The Lamb Show on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, where else? Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Twitch.com slash The Lamb Show. Twitch.tv slash The Lamb Show. Lamb Show everywhere. Just keep it simple and horny. Boss, where can they find you? At NDeVito27 on Twitter and the gram. Tim? At Simple Trap on all social media outlets, but only if you're feeling real, real, real frisky. The Brodo Fantasy Podcast is back for baseball. I'm telling you guys, if you want to win your baseball league, listen to the Twins talk about baseball. And uh, Tacos and Liquor, streaming everywhere by Johnny Patrop. Good album. MP? IMPY718. You already know, if you want to make money betting on sports, check out that D-Generation bet. We have been giving you nothing but winners. And as the World Cup creeps up and as it has arrived we have been giving you even more winners some yeah, launch yeah, yeah. spain portugal plus 230 on that draw though. i was gonna say you call that draw right yeah, yeah. i also took portugal on the goal line too i had portugal on the goal line let's not get a twist yeah, the, house. So <laughs> you hit that. the house one of the twenty-seven thousand houses that it has i mean i got really lucky at the end of that game let's not pretend guys we'll catch you next week let's do it again everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why what do we know about magnesium Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. 
If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.